Ox and Hare presents Right to Protect on the Monday matinee. Let me set the scene for you. It's November 14th, 1981. We're at a small club called Marzipan in Soho in the lightly snow-dusted city of New York. The Buggles have just finished their set to tepid applause. This crowd doesn't like pop hits, and the band's success has them starting to think they're selling out. It's quiet in the bar, hushed conversations between those wearing neon sunglasses and those with safety pins in their faces. It's an odd time in the city. Punk seems to be fading out and New Wave is all the rage. The two groups aren't antagonistic, though. They both reject the mainstream in their own ways. One through anger blasted over three chords, the other by embracing new methods of music to deconstruct what they deem as boring. Theirs was music for the future, and anyone who could perform was welcome. We push through the shoulder pads and piano ties, blowing away the cigarette smoke. We hear arguments about which book is more important to modern civilization, Cosmos or a confederacy of dunces. Ronald Reagan has been in office for less than a year, but they are already worried between him and Margaret Thatcher, any social change will be swept away by conservative fear-mongering. The threat of nuclear war from Russia is felt, but rarely spoken, not even in this safe space. Graffiti covers the walls, spray-painted peace signs and countless stickers, behind which Kilroy peeks out at the congregation. In a back booth, we find two people in close conversation. The man is dressed in white, except for a flaming red tie that matches his belt, socks, and shoes. He wears mirrored sunglasses which catch the light as he whips his head around, speaking emphatically. The woman her dark hair pulled back into a sensible ponytail, is listening carefully, making notes in a small notebook. On the table between them sits a large cassette recorder, the dials turning as it records their conversation onto magnetic tape. The man's name is Joseph Batalski, but the locals know him as Joey Bottles. He's the front man of the Dewey Decimals from the burgeoning glam scene. Many of the new wave bands tend to fire up the keyboards and ignore the crowd, but the Deweys really put on a show. They are scheduled to take the stage in half an hour. But first, this interview. The woman's name is Dolores Redemack, but they call her Lady D. New names are kind of a thing around here. She did some DJing at a college radio station, and when the locals found out, they made sure the name stuck. She's a journalist, but not just pop music, pop culture of the time. She's new, but writes well and gets on with celebrities. Dee has a magical mix of appreciation, curiosity, and the ability to see through bullshit. Tonight, the conversation gets so intense, Joey misses his cue and has to run on stage late. Can you see it in your mind? The crowded club, the pop fans. Can you smell the clove cigarettes, cheap cologne, body odor? Can you hear the beeping of the synthesizer, warbling through cheap amps turned up way too high? Are you there? Good. But 
it never happened. There was no club marzipan. The Dewey Decimals never pressed a single. And Lady D never published one word. Feeling confused? Betrayed? Kind of annoyed that I wasted your time? Good. Now you're in the right mindset. Because see, here's the kicker. I have that recording. Lady D getting thick as thieves with Joey Bottles, rattling on about Blondie's latest single and the evils of country music. I'm holding the Memorex tape in my hand with D's handwritten title. There's no record of Dolores Redemack ever living. She never published the article from this interview. In fact, I can't prove she existed at all. Or Joey Bottles, or Club Marzipan. According to the internet, all of these are just made up. But here's the thing. I have a carton, not a box. A carton of these tapes, lasting about eight years. Interviews, transcribed articles, journal entries, all different brands of audio tapes, some in worse shape than others. Some of it really weird. One musician describes selling his soul for fame, and then she interviews the guy that bought it. There's a whole series on backmasking, with one band claiming it was to protect their fans. But from what? Did you know that there's an unreleased Elvis movie? One that could cause a massive uprising if it was found, and I don't mean politically. Remember the TV network that operated from an abandoned oil derrick off the coast of Washington State, whose shows got higher ratings than MASH? Until one day it stopped broadcasting, and the place was found empty, and no employees were ever found. It was all over the papers, wasn't it? It had to have been, right? All of which leaves me with a thought. One that's been buzzing around my skull, a thought I'm going to infect your brain with. Two possibilities exist. One, Lady D was an insane person who fabricated an entirely different history of pop culture in the late 70s and early 80s and enlisted countless actors to perform as famous and not-so-famous people. Or Dolores and everything she touched has been systematically erased from recorded history. But who could do that? Who would do that? What would a low-end entertainment journalist do to get herself entirely deleted from the history of the country? I don't know which is scarier, but I'm going to find out. Come and join me. I'm calling my show Right to Protect, a new podcast where I'll dig into this mystery box week by week and see if together we can figure out what the hell is going on. Let's dive in. Ox and Hare's Right Protect is written by Kyle Olson, performed by Amy Shaw, produced by Ryan Fitzpatrick. Follow us on Twitter at Ox and Hare. Check out our Facebook page or come by our website, oxandhare.com, where we've got mysteries to unravel, the undead to console, and a time traveler. 
just not all at once. Find new episodes of Right Protect on Ox and Hare's Monday Matinee. Come along. The podcast you just heard was recorded with Anchor. If you want to make your own, download the Android or iOS app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast. That's anchor.fm slash podcast.